everyone, and welcome to the Night Sisters podcast, a podcast dedicated to highlighting the women that make Star Wars great. If you've listened to the Night Sisters before, then you know it's an interview-based podcast, but today's episode is a little different. I'm joined by Olivia, aka Olivia Amidala, and we're going to be talking about one of our favorite characters, Kira. You look good. A little rough around the edges, but good. Did you ever get that ship we were going to fly away on? Yeah, sort of. Hi, Olivia. Hi, Maddie. I am so excited to be here. I am so happy you're here. We've been talking <laughs> about doing this for a couple months now. I'm really pumped. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited, too. I just love sharing the love for Kira. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I... I literally was talking about you to my mom because I was telling her about the episode. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, this is the first person I've ever met that loves Kira more than me. <laughs> I have <laughs> met my match. Like, oh, my gosh. That's funny because I was telling my dad, like, the exact same thing today. I was <laughs> like, there's like no one who loves Kira but us. <laughs> I know. Literally, it it's felt so lonely. I'm so happy. <laughs> So yeah, we're going to discuss Kira and everything that she has been in so far and why we love her. And then we also gathered some submissions from our friends and followers, and they talk about why they love Kira, which is so sweet. And if you're listening to this episode, the day of release, it is the anniversary of Solo's wide release. And it's just such a good day to celebrate. And we're Mm -hmm. so happy. And yeah, we love Kira. So we feel like it's a good time to talk about her. So. All of you are Star Wars fans. We already know this, but we wanted to talk about who Kira is. So Kira was introduced in Solo, A Star Wars Story. She's played by Amelia Clark, who's most famous for playing Daenerys Targaryen on the HBO series Game of Thrones. Kira was born in Corellia and grew up with Han Solo, eventually becoming his first romantic partner. She was part of the White Worm gang with Han, but when they attempted to escape, she was sold into slavery and eventually became a part of the Crimson Dawn crime syndicate. She was trained in Terracasi, an ancient form of martial arts that was first introduced in the Star Wars universe in 1997 in the fighting game Star Wars Masters of Terracasi, and worked under Dryden Voss and more importantly, in my opinion, Darth Maul. After Dryden's death, she worked even closer with Maul and eventually became the leader of Crimson Dawn. In the current run of the Crimson Rain comics, she's she's recruiting people from all over the galaxy to take down the Sith, specifically Darth Vader and Emperor Palpatine, which is so fun. This comic run is so awesome. (laughs) It's so amazing. I love it so much. (laughs) I'm so glad to have her back. Right? Oh my God. way, shape, or form. (laughs) No, so... My boyfriend texted me one day. We weren't dating at the time. And he we shared a Marvel Marvel account, like the comic mm-hmm. app at the time. And he was like, you have to read this comic. And I was like, I'm busy. I'm watching a movie. And he's like, pause the movie and read the comic. And it was the first <laughs> War of the Bounty Hunters comic. So yeah. like nobody knew Kira was going to be in it. Mm-hmm. And I'm speed reading it because I want to get back to my movie. And I get to Kira and I just started bawling my eyes out. <laughs> I was so excited because she was back. Oh, my God. That's like when that when that comic came out, I think I saw like an article on Twitter or something saying like, oh, someone from Solo is back in the comic. Oh, and I was my like, God, there's no way. There's no <laughs> way. I was literally at work. Oh I no. was supposed to be working. And I like 
I downloaded the Marvel app. I bought this comic. I was reading through and I was like trying not to scream (laughs) in my little cubicle. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's so funny. (laughs) That was, that was a day. I... I'm still chasing that high. I've never yeah, right. Literally <laughs> the adrenaline here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so I have some questions for you. Right. I want to do a, a formal Night Sisters interview with you sometime, but some of these questions are bar- borrowed from that format. Okay. So, how long have you been a Star Wars fan? So, I think like formally a Star Wars fan, I want to say 2015. Oh nice, um, nice. Yeah, I had seen um, Phantom Menace in theaters when they like re-released it for 3D. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, it was I like actually went to that. 2011. Okay. Yeah. So I went, I went with my dad to see that, but it didn't really stick with me. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when Force Weekends came out in 2015, I, <laughs> I actually was really obsessed with Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah. So I was like, well, I like Harrison Ford, so I might as well try <laughs> Star Wars. Yeah. Um, so I watched all of the originals and then I saw Force Awakens and then Harrison Ford. Oh, no. Nice. <laughs> that, was, that was great. But yeah, so since 2015 and then I've been active in the Star Wars community, I want to say since maybe 2018. Oh, nice, nice. So for the past couple of years <laughs> that's so awesome i love talking to people that became fans during a sequel trilogy because i absolutely loved force awakens and last jedi and i loved mm-hmm. rogue one and solo so i think that was such a good time to join the fandom oh, so definitely. i love i love meeting people who joined them <laughs> so did you see solo in theaters then i did i don't think i went opening day mm-hmm. but i saw it at least two times in the theaters yeah, yeah. So that's actually interesting that you like watch Star Wars because of Harrison Ford, because mm-hmm. a lot of Har- Han Solo is my lifelong favorite. I oh, love that man. Too. Yeah, more than anything. <laughs> um, but a lot of people were really nervous about Solo coming out, especially Han Solo fans. Were you mm-hmm. nervous or were you pretty excited for it? I really wasn't, um, just because I think I'm able to separate. Harrison Ford from Han yeah like I I love them both but Han is he's just like really special to me so Mm -hmm. being able to get more about his story more about his background I was just really looking forward to that that's awesome I I wasn't really nervous I was more excited (laughs) yeah I I have to be honest when they announced it I was dreading it I did not want it to come out was so nervous and then they announced Amelia Clark and I was like well that's the love of my life so (laughs) okay I vibe with it a little bit but I was still really really scared and then I went Mm -hmm. opening night and I was like yeah that's my favorite movie (laughs) that was great I I remember when they announced the casting I was in the like, oh, they should have cast Anthony Ingruber, whatever his name is. I was on that boat. (laughs) He looks so much like like Harrison. He does. And he acts like him too. But Alden, Alden is so good. I wouldn't trade him for the world. (laughs) No, every time I see Alden slander, I get like legitimately angry because I love him so much now. This week has been a test. Oh my God. Where Alden stands. (laughs) I had to log off Twitter me was too. it the day before? I was like, I can't take this. No, no. no. <laughs> oh my god. So 
after you saw it the first time, what drew you to Kira that first watch? I think I just I really liked how she was kind of a Star Wars femme fatale. Same, same. <laughs> and there there'd never really been a character like her. Like all all of the women in Star Wars are either pretty cut and dry, good or bad. Mm-hmm. And she was very much in the middle, I want to say. And I, I find I'm always drawn to those kind of characters. Oh, for sure. Um, just because like, yeah, I know Star Wars is a, a tale of good versus evil, but I like the morally gray characters, the ones who maybe don't always make the right choices. So that's that's kind of what drew me to her and obviously her um, fashion. Oh, my God. Her, <laughs> her outfits are the sense. best. <laughs> yes. No, I'm in the same boat. I absolutely love femme fatale characters in anything. Absolutely mm-hmm. anything. But I I don't know. My favorite characters are Kira, Ben Solo, and Han Solo. So mm-hmm. all of them are kind of morally gray. I mean, Han is definitely like a good guy, but he wasn't for a while, you know? Yeah. Sometimes he does not great stuff. So Yeah. And I feel like she had the most complexity of any woman in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And I love Rey. I love Leia, Jin, Padme. But Kira had, I don't know, she seems so torn. And that's what drew me to her the first time. So I totally vibe with that. What are your favorite things about Solo other than her? What's your favorite things about that movie? <laughs> okay, well, I mean, we already kind of talked about it, but Alden Hahn. Um, love mm-hmm. of my life he he's probably my favorite thing out of that movie I just love his version of Han yeah how he's a bit more vulnerable a bit more trusting and then I mean shit happens to him and it turns <laughs> him into the Han that we see in the original trilogy I just I really like that yeah um, what else I love I just love all of Solo but I'm trying to think of like specific things no for sure for sure <laughs> um L3 L3 is one L3. of my favorite droids. Oh my god. She's just so, oh, she's so sassy. I love her. <laughs> I, j- I think about all the time if her and Chopper got together. Yeah. They, so, would, they would incite a, like galaxy-wide droid uprising, I swear. Her, <laughs> Chopper, and K2SO are my three favorite droids <laughs> because too. they're all so chaotic. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my god. Um, I, so. What makes me mad is, no, Alden doesn't look exactly like Harrison, but his mannerisms were mm-hmm. so spot on. They were so incredible. And people are like, oh, well, it's out of character for Han to be so vulnerable. But something had to make him the Han yeah. we see in A New Hope. Something had to have happened to him. Exactly. And having a woman who is so similar to Leia break his heart, similar mm-hmm. visually and personality wise, Of course, he's going to be a little standoffish with Leia. Like, duh, (laughs) it makes so much (laughs) sense. So I love Alden. He's perfect. No one can ever say anything bad about him. Every time someone is like, oh, he's too vulnerable in that movie. He's too out of character. It just boggles my mind. Like, (laughs) character development has to happen. (laughs) No, I feel like people don't understand. Yeah. No, they don't. I swear, I think... Han is the most misunderstood character in Star Wars. 100%. Because I feel like fanboys just see him as this like macho, 
ladies man type of character mm-hmm. but that's really not who he is <laughs> no his feelings are hurt through the entire original trilogy he is butthurt hurt about leia the whole time <laughs> yeah. she's the oh one with the level head and he's like making fun of her because he can't deal with his feelings <laughs> like a boy on the playground he's yes. literally such a child i love him also the whole character development thing i hate when people say that lando was a little too awkward and didn't have enough swagger in solo who said that who said everyone that i just on twitter was what? like oh okay not everyone but a lot of people mm-hmm. thought that donald glover didn't do a good job and it's like Obviously, he's going to come into his confidence as he gets older. You don't just start mm. off that way. You're stupid. Like It makes did, me so did mad. We watch, did we watch the same movie right? as those people? Because right? Donald is like my favorite Lando. I prefer I honestly oh, prefer him over Billy he, D. He's That's perfect. controversial, but <laughs> no, I completely agree. I also just am in love with Donald Glover, but but <laughs> I think he's perfect as Lando. He's so good. Wow. I can't wait for the show that I hope is still happening. Oh my God, please. I hope so. If we could get like a crumb of information about it at celebration. At I celebration, will be yeah. Grateful. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. When did you read Most Wanted? Um, I think I think it was January of this year. I did it as an audio book. I did too. Not in January. I did it two days ago, but <laughs> <laughs> the audiobook was so good. It was. I that was my first ever audiobook. Really? So when the they, it had music, it had sound mm-hmm. effects. She did voices. I thought it was gonna be some mm-hmm. monotone reading of the book. I, I was so impressed. No. I loved it so much. Star Wars audiobooks are like an experience it's not a book it's an experience (laughs) yeah seriously like I had listened to a bit of the audio dramas but I didn't know that the audio books were going to be just as complex as the audio dramas they were so sick Mm -hmm. how did you feel about the backstory that they gave Han and Kira oh my god I loved it so much (laughs) just in Kira's entire backstory in that book made me cry it was like so good. Her, her having the little house hidden away. Yeah, and the being, one like in the hill. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, I don't want to show this to other people because that's being vulnerable. But she eventually does. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> it was so good. And I think that the the choice that they had to show them when they were younger and she chooses Han over power and money. Mm-hmm really makes the scene in Solo where she chooses power and money over Han Mm -hmm. that more meaningful because she chose the boy when she was younger and he still left. And I know he didn't leave on purpose Mm -hmm. and he wanted to get back to her, but he still left. if you are in her shoes and you've done this once before and it didn't work out, of course you're not going to do it a second time. It makes her decision make so much more sense. Mm -hmm. So good. Oh my God. There's so many lines in that book that hurt. Oh, my God. So many lines. (laughs) The foreshadowing was just breaking my heart. Oh, my God. And the Rodian character, I forget his (gasps) name. It sounded like Solo. Sulo. Sulo. Oh, my God. I don't want to give any spoilers in case anyone hasn't listened to it. No, of course. Of course. But that last scene with him made me sob. I wanted to rip my heart out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I loved that book that 
like went up the ranks as one of my favorite Star Wars books. Mm-hmm. It was so good. Oh, but and no one talks about it. it no one honestly I've, makes me upset. <laughs> yeah. I've read so many Star Wars books. I read the solo novelization. I read Last Shot, mm-hmm. but I never got to this one, even though Kira is my favorite. And mm-hmm. I'm so glad I did. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So good. So how have you felt about Crimson Rain so far? Oh, I love it. I love it. I love seeing my girl in power. Even <laughs> right. if she's, she's kind of a villain, but I haven't fully accepted that yet. <laughs> no, and like spoilers, but she's a villain. But she fully wanted Han to get back to Leia and Chewie mm-hmm. and Lando. Like she was still working the system to where she could get what she wanted, but he could be mm-hmm. safe because she does love him still. And I love yeah. that. I think that's awesome. Yeah. I love the interactions with her and Leia. I love seeing her work with the Knights of Ren just because mm-hmm. like, hello, it's the Knights of Ren. Also, my like, you know, crack ships where it's a ship that would never, ever work out. Yes. My crack ship is if she was the same age and hadn't dated his dad, I would love Kira and, and Kylo together. I can see it. I right. can see it. But like, gross, because that's basically her stepson, JK. Yeah. But, like, but if he wasn't, I think that their character dynamics would be so good together. Mm-hmm. But so you like her characterization in the comic. You like how powerful and like hard she is. I do, but I see, I think she pretends that she's tough and invulnerable, but I feel like that's going to be her downfall. Because we, yeah. we know, we know it's not going to end well. They literally said it first yeah. issue of Crimson Rain that it's a yeah. tragedy. So I'm just, I'm trying to prepare myself, but I think her like extreme confidence mm-hmm. is what is going to cause to fall from power yeah and (laughs) no we know it's the fall of crimson dawn i'm really really dreading the thought of them killing her and me having to see it (laughs) yeah i'm just hoping that they don't i'm hoping she just leaves yeah and not dead really don't (laughs) want to see her die pulls and asajj ventress and legends and just like absolutely pieces out yeah just like i'm done with this i'm leaving (laughs) yeah i i can't deal with it i love she means too much to me i i will just pretend it didn't happen Mm -hmm. Uh, i'll pull a ben solo and just not acknowledge that it happened at all (laughs) okay what is your favorite outfit that you've seen of her in the show just a show the movie or the comics like what's your favorite look she's done it's so hard because she has so many now (laughs) Right? She's like the new Padme in the comics. She has like a different outfit every other panel. And I, I love, love it for her. Um, oh man. Honestly, I am a sucker for her, like just her classic solo outfit when they're on Vandor. Yeah. Um, with with like the fur coat on. Oh my God. Oh it my just, God. Oh, chef's kiss. Oh, it's um, so good. And, and there's, there's also like a behind... I don't know if it's behind the scenes or if it's a deleted scene where she was supposed to wear like this big 40s style wide brim hat in that scene as well. Yes. Oh, they should have kept it in. I would have died. I would have died and gone to heaven um, as a former vintage girly. Yeah. No, literally, I was a vintage girly for way too long. And I think that's why I like Kira's style, though. 
Me too. That's exactly why I like it is it has such a 40s and 50s like vibe to it. Have you, mm-hmm. or, and, and a little 20s, a little art deco was thrown in there. Mm-hmm. But have you seen the concept art of her in that super like deep V white dress? Yes. I want to yes. get married uh, in that dress. I the, am obsessed with it. <laughs> oh, I my know, God. I got, I got the Art of Solo book. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I actually got it for me. And I just like once a month, I just stare. I ogle those kira concept art pages they're so good they're just so gorgeous like even like her crimson dawn gowns and stuff those are beautiful but like mm-hmm. even like the concept art for what she wears on corellia oh, oh yeah yeah oh it's gorgeous <laughs> i love i love most wanted also because we see her get the outfit that she's in in solo but we also know why it's so distressed why the bottom's white yes. and all of that and as someone who's paid way too much attention to the details of that outfit i was like hell yeah i love reading about this it was so good uh, me too oh, i that's been... yeah Anyways. i died <laughs> i died my favorite kira outfit is torn between the out, the dress she's in when she's reunited with Han mm-hmm. and the War of the Bounty Hunters issue one hooded outfit. Oh, yes. I'm obsessed with it. It kind of looks like Gwen Stacy, like the it colors, does. but I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it so much. Speaking of her outfits, we've both done a lot of cosplay for Kira. But what is your yeah. favorite um, Kira outfit you've cosplayed? OK, so I just like the other day finished my war of the bounty hunters kira cosplay so good and i am so excited to wear this to celebration so i have i haven't worn it yet um actually i'm not technically i'm not done but like i'm done i finished sewing i finished sewing the cape Mm -hmm. which is like the main thing and then i just have to work on the bodysuit and then i'll be done but um so i think i think that one is going to be my favorite just because as soon as I put on that cape, I feel like a bad bitch. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. It looks so good. Uh, oh, I'm so excited to wear it. And I'll be wearing it on Saturday, which oh, nice, is nice. also the the day that the comics panel is on. So oh I'm, hoping, I'm hoping because Charles Soule is going to be there. He's the author for War of the Bounty Hunters and uh, Crimson Rain, along mm-hmm. with like so many other comics. but. Anyways, he's going to be there. So I'm going to be like, hey, Charles, look at me. (laughs) I love that so much. Oh, my God. (laughs) I fully like sketched out and purchased all the materials to do a War of the Bounty Hunters Kira Disney bound. And then I never made it. No, just straight up didn't do it. So it's sitting here. (laughs) It's sitting under my desk right now. Unfinished, (laughs) just not going to be worn to celebration, which is so sad. But I'm going to live vicariously through you and your cosplay because it's so good. Thank you. My favorite one I did was probably the like Kessel Run outfit. So the like leather Mm -hmm. skirt, boots, and then the white jacket. But I sadly gained some weight and cannot wear that to celebration either. Um, But it's all good because I did it at like four different cons. So it lives in my heart still. (laughs) I went through the like the literal exact same thing. I just I needed it. I yeah, I gained so much happiness from cosplaying Kira that I was like fuck it I'm just gonna buy it in a bigger size (laughs) yeah I'm honestly about to do that I'm on the edge I I support you and like I'll even send you 
where I got mine from because mine was so much better than the first place that I got it from. Please do actually, because mine, okay. it was too long. Okay. You know how hers this is one, like cropped? Mine was long as yeah. hell. Oh, but then yeah, the arms were really short. Pretty. It was weird. Oh, that's so weird. See, mine is pretty cropped. Like it's above the waist, but not like too much above the waist. Yeah. And I just like it because instead of, because you know, like how on her armpit thing, it's mm-hmm. like black. Yeah. So the jacket that I have, it's actually like a cutout, which Ooh. is super helpful as someone who <laughs> TMI sweats a lot. <laughs> no, seriously. The other one, the old one was so hot. I couldn't wear it for a whole con mm. because it was like thick and lined, which is good yeah. quality. But Jesus Christ, when you're at a convention, no. I was dying. Yeah. And like, I have bigger arms too. So like the holes in the armpit make it easier to maneuver as well. So I've just, oh, I love it. It was amazing. The only thing that wasn't really good was the gloves. But I mean, you don't even have to wear gloves. No. Okay. Yeah. Send me the link when we're done because I'm about to purchase. (laughs) Um, Okay. Speaking of purchasing Kira things, I think I own every piece of official Kira merch except for that fucking skirt. Do you know which one I'm talking about? You yes, know which one I'm talking about. That's the only I had a thing. I breakdown last month because of that skirt. <laughs> I love that skirt so much because I love circle skirts and mm-hmm. mm, it breaks my heart. I think that's the only thing I don't have. But honestly, a lot of the Kira merch was butt ugly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know there's a ton of fan made merch. Um, shout out Outer Space Outpost, who I interviewed a long time ago. She has some of the best Crimson Dawn merch I've seen. Mm-hmm. But if you could have any piece of like official Disney Parks merch, be Kira, you could create anything. What would it be? Um, oh, God. Oh, God. Um, so the first thing that pops into my mind, um, you know how they sell Leia's dress at Galaxy's Edge? Yeah. What if they did like Kira's dress on Dryden's yacht? I, I mean, that's die. super basic, but no, like, that would be so good. Yeah. Um, what else could they do? Oh, my God. Just like anything. I will take anything. I will be a fool for capitalism when it comes <laughs> to Kira. <laughs> Literally. You know the um the white busts of Leia and Padme that they have? <gasps> oh, my God. I want a Kira one. Yes. More than anything. Oh, my God. I... <laughs> I'm not going to know peace until they make that now. No, right? but if they did like a box set of Kira and Jin. Oh my Jin gosh. Or- <gasps> Stop. I'm going to have a panic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's such a good idea. Uh, and it's like the two, the two anthology stories. Oh, that would be so good. Disney. Disney, you need us. to listen to us. <laughs> also, I wanted to shout out um, Creature Cartel, a.k.a. Tori, because she oh. always has cool Kira merch as well. And I, I just her. bought her her Crimson Dawn earrings the recently. Earrings. And I'm, I'm, yes. I think I'm actually going to wear them with my um, Where the Bounty Hunters Kira look. I love that. So, I bought yeah. the necklace she made, but I wanted to get the earrings. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when I went to go buy them, her shop was closed. Because oh, she's no. got a celebration. So shout out Tori. Yeah. We'll see you soon. But yeah. <laughs> but so she's so valid. It was my fault because she literally warned everyone multiple times. She was like, I am closing my shop soon. And I was like, I got time. And then I didn't have time. I <laughs> was you stupid. do not have time. <laughs> so yeah. Oh my God. I love her so much. But no, I need to get those earrings. I'm so glad you got them. Speaking of 
Tori. We got Tori and Jess, Outer Space Outpost, and a lot of other friends to submit little baby essays on why they love Kira. And we're going to read them. But first, <laughs> Olivia, why don't you read yours? Oh, God, my my essay. You want me to read my essay? <laughs> read your essay. <laughs> okay. Let's go. All right. So it's really hard for me to put my love for Kira into words. Uh, since she was introduced in solo promos, I just knew that I would love her. She's confident, fashionable, and knows what she wants and won't stop until she gets it. Being someone who loves fashion, her style stuck out to me immediately. Back in 2018, I dressed vintage most of the time, so her femme fatale style spoke to me. But once I started diving more into her character, her style meant even more. If you just watched the movie, you'd see Kira as being fashionable, fashionable because of her status as top lieutenant, but really it's so much more than that. She grew up as a scrum, scrum rat with nothing to her name, and most wanted we see her receive her first nice outfit, which is the one that she wears in the movie, um, and how it changes her attitude immediately. In the solo novelization, she explains how she prides herself on dressing nice to exude an Im image of confidence. People still view her as unassuming because of her femininity, but she uses that to her, her advantage. Characters like Leia and Padme are strong despite being feminine, but I think Kira incorporates the two together. By controlling how she looks, she can control how people think of her, giving her the upper hand. I've always thought of fashion in this way as well. I love wearing skirts and dresses and the confidence that they give me. I've always thought that looking presentable gives the illusion that you have your shit together, even if it's quite the opposite. <laughs> and I feel like I feel like Kira is like that as well. Not to mention, I ask myself, WWQW, what would Kira wear oh while getting God. dressed every day? Every day. That's I've like so curated good. my my wardrobe at this point. <laughs> I'm using that but, forever now. <laughs> <laughs> But more than fashion, when Solo came out, I was actually in a pretty bad place. I had just moved home from a poor university experience and was living 10 hours away from my hometown and pretty much everyone I had ever known. So I felt pretty much completely alone. So I saw myself and Kira being left behind in, on Corellia. But then I saw her making the best out of her situation and rising up the ranks of Crimson Dawn and exuding such confidence no one would think to question her. And that was the person I wanted to be. Like most Star Wars women, Kira was allowed to be feminine and strong, but she was also allowed to put herself first and not be made the villain for it. Well, not entirely the villain for it. <laughs> Kira is someone who can be selfish and self-serving at times and isn't necessarily a good person, but I love her for that. I've long been a fan of the femme fatale, good for her type characters, <laughs> but she is my shining example. She knows what it's like to have nothing to be left time and time again. So as long as she has power, she'll do anything to hold on to it. But even then, she does it with a degree of care for the people she loves. She lies to Maul about Han. She has the good intentions of returning his carbonite body to Leia. Her drive to spread Crimson Dawn isn't necessarily for personal gain, but to rid the galaxy of oppression from the Sith. She's not entirely good, but she's far, far from being evil. Like the majority of us, she like exists in shades of gray. I'm so thankful for Kira because she's helped shape the person I am today. And I really can't wait to see where her story leads next. And I'm crying. Oh, no. <laughs> that was cry. so good. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so glad I didn't read that before the episode. <laughs> 
Oh my god. <laughs> that is wow. Okay. I'm gonna get my I'm shit together. I'm just very passionate about Kira, obviously. <laughs> oh my god. I feel like you put into words so many of my feelings. Um <laughs> wow. I'm very grateful I have you on this episode. Holy crap. Thank you. <laughs> so PSA, I asked Olivia to write something because I was also going to write something and then I didn't. So <laughs> I'm going to wing it. I have a lot of thoughts in my head, like bullet points, but you were so eloquent. Um, Thank you. And I'm not going to be as eloquent as that, but wow, yes, that, was, that was really good. Thank you. So I have been a Star Wars fan my entire life. My earliest memories are watching Solo, not watching Solo, watching Star Wars with my family, um, getting my first lightsaber, getting my first Star Wars t-shirt. It's always meant the world to me, but I always felt like I saw myself in the male characters and not the female characters. I love Padme, I love Leia, and I love Rey, but I never really felt like I saw myself in them. They were so, so good and so sure of themselves. And I don't know. I just never felt 100% connected to them. I felt very connected to Anakin and Han Solo and then um, Ben Solo when The Force Awakens came out. And it kind of hurt because I wanted to feel like these strong female characters and I never did. And then I saw Solo for the first time. And something shifted. I, for the first time, saw myself in a female character. And she's so much cooler than me, obviously. But no, that's not true. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> I, I don't know. Growing up, I was always told that I'm exactly like my dad and I'm nothing like my mom. And my dad is a leader. He was always um, the boss. The, the person with a bunch of employees. And I always had kind of that like manager attitude growing up. And sometimes that made me a lot harsher and less kind than I wanted to be. My mom was very soft and quiet and feminine. And I never really felt like that. And Kira's very feminine. And I literally, she's everything I want to be clothing wise. But she was also very torn and I feel like she clawed her way out of a horrible situation. And I had a lot of trauma that I was dealing with when the movie came out and I felt very hopeless. And there was this character that because of her tough personality that I felt like was similar to mine, she was able to get herself out of the worst situations and still be loving but choose herself at the end of the day. And I don't know, it meant so much to me when I saw it. I also was just an Amelia Clark stand, so I don't know. Maybe that was it, but I, I don't know. I had never seen such a well-done, morally great character, and those are always my favorite. And she just meant the world to me. I, I'm getting like emotional thinking about it because, I mean... Same same thing as you. 2018 was really, really hard for me. And mm -hmm. I was doing really, really bad. And this was just a movie I felt like I could turn to mm -hmm. at a really dark time. And I don't know, she was the first person in Star Wars that I felt represented me 
And obviously growing up, I didn't have women in Star Wars that I looked like. And I was so jealous of girls that had that. And I don't look like her either, but um, I feel connected to her in a way I never felt growing up. And I, <laughs> sorry, I'm, I'm rambling. I've moved uh, 17 times now. I moved every two years when I was a kid. I never stayed in a school more than two years until I was in high school. I never had the same group of friends from one year to the next. So I have a lot of abandonment issues because of that. Mm-hmm. I've always felt very alone and like I have to um, have a personality where I can make friends quickly and leave them quickly and be okay when I leave them. Mm-hmm. And that isn't great. It's not a great way to grow up. And I don't know, seeing her lose Han, but just have the personality to deal with it and be okay. I just felt really connected to that. So that's my rant, my unwritten rant. I'm so sorry. I should have been more prepared. You don't have to apologize. About why I love her so much. Also her clothes and her hair. Um, <laughs> and I think her chemistry with Han um, is the best. I love Leia, but uh, if you guys have read Leia, Princess of Alderaan, I'm a Leia and Kier shipper and I'm a Kier and Han shipper. <laughs> I love their first loves. and. I just think their chemistry is off the charts. I think she's such a badass. Um, And I think she's so loving, even if she doesn't want to admit it to herself. Mm -hmm. And I relate to that a lot. So, yeah, sorry. That's my that's my little rant. (laughs) No, that was so good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, moving on. Our first submission is from my very dear friend, Hannah. She is at Crimson Dawn on Twitter. and. She said, there's a lot of reasons that I love Kira, but what I love most is her confidence. She's tough and smart and brave, but she's completely comfortable with herself. And that's really exciting to see from a woman in mainstream media. I don't necessarily mean that she just acts really confident, but that she knows who she is and who she wants, what she wants. And she doesn't shy away from that at all. We watch so many characters, especially in Star Wars, struggle with their identity and motives. I think it's really refreshing to see someone that knows herself and her worth. Not to say that she doesn't reflect on herself or her actions at all, but she just accepts herself for who she is, and that's super meaningful. I think that it's awesome that she took control of her own life and got into her position of power through her own determination and wit. She's just this amazing, morally ambiguous character who doesn't care what others think of her, and I think that's pretty neat. I... Completely agree. I feel like mm-hmm. Hannah got some of the points I missed that she's so fucking witty and she's mm-hmm. so smart. And I don't know, she's everything I want to be. And I feel like I have so little, like, I don't like myself, but the things I do like about myself, she is those things times a thousand. Like, she's the perfect version of all the things I do like about myself, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And I strive to be like her. Oh my God. I love what Hannah said. Yeah, that was that was all great. And like, Kira's just so smart. Yeah, I love oh that gosh. that line in Most Wanted where Han says that she's too smart for her own good. Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> OK, speaking of Most Wanted, that I tweeted this the other day, but that line mm-hmm. where it's like she's a, a head small, shorter than Han, but she can take command of a whole room. That's mm-hmm. Leia. That's literally a description yeah. of Leia. He has it a is. type. <laughs> Um, I love it so much. Han's type is so good. Mm -hmm. Okay. Our next submission was from Charlotte. She is 
one of the Sky Talkers, her and Caitlin do that podcast together, and they're such an inspiration for me. So I'm so glad she wanted to be a part of this. She said, when Kira was introduced, she took me by surprise by how much I immediately gravitated towards her as my favorite character from Solo. The extreme cool outfits were one thing, but the tragic, complicated, and wholly unique backstory was another thing entirely that really drew me to her character. I'm really thankful that Lucasfilm gave us such a complicated woman character in Kira, subverting the femme fatale narrative by having her be someone who is beyond that simple archetype. I'm really hopeful that someday we can pick up on her story immediately following Solo. We gotta get to Dathomir. (laughs) I love that so much. (laughs) That's so true, though. It's... I feel like femme fatale characters can often be really shallow and male gazy, mm-hmm. but they made her so much deeper than that. That's such a good mm-hmm. point. So good. And I so agree with, I want to see what she's doing immediately after right? Solo. Oh my we God. got those like couple panels in Crimson Rain 1, mm-hmm. but I need more. No, I yeah. need more. I need more of her and Maul interacting. <laughs> oh my God. I would I just need I just need to see the dynamic. I don't know what's happening there. <laughs> Remember before Ray Park ruined our lives when there was going to be yeah. a Darth Maul show and Kira was totally <laughs> going to be in it. Yes. I hate I my life. All the time. <laughs> <gasps> okay, our next submission was from Tori at the Mandatorian. Do you want to read this or do you want me to? I can read this for okay. you. Okay. Awesome. Okay. All right. So Tori said In the years since Solo's release, Kira's importance to me has only grown. It began as most of my Star Wars character loves do, a deep appreciation for her wardrobe. (laughs) At the time, and still to this day, I think if I dress like anyone in Star Wars, her closet would fit the bill. But beneath that dazzling exterior, her story in Solo punched me in the emotional gut. I could never attempt to know or understand all of the horrors Kira has witnessed, but I know the look on her face. I've had that look and I've been that girl, letting things go, being left behind. It's watching someone you, something you truly love move on without you. It's looking at a lover who says there isn't a place for you in the future. You don't fault the, that it's not working for them, that life decided to go a different way, but you can't help but mourn a life that could have been. I see that in myself and Kira. And her pivot from a life path ripped away to rising in status is at times admirable and extremely relatable. I understand her pain. I am in awe of her power. She is like the rest of us, guarding ourselves from hurt, aiming for the best possible future in a galaxy of extreme uncertainty. She is gorgeous and good and morally questionable, and I am so thankful for her and the reflection she has inspired in me. Yeah, I'm crying again. (laughs) (laughs) Tori... Oh I already God. cried over this. I'm. I can't. That. Oh, I don't even have words. Like. Oh my it's God. It's so good. I I could have just not said anything and read Tories, and that would have been exactly how I yeah. felt. Holy crap! <laughs> Ooh. Wow. Thanks, Tori. You made us cry. <laughs> that was a really good one. <laughs> okay, our friend Jess. She's. The proud owner of Outer Space Outpost wrote, I was in love with Kira from the moment she was introduced, and the film fulfilled every wish I had for her character and then some. Something that Star Wars does very well is having a powerful woman that is allowed to retain her femininity. Superficially, I completely adore her style and presence. There is no missing her when she enters a room. On a deeper level, I absolutely love her quiet ruthlessness. 
she will not hesitate to make a move that will put her in a better position. And that is something we rarely get to see from a female character. She is an amazing contrast and balance to Han, which really drove the solo story for me. They had similar upbringings, having to fight for everything they could. Han came out of that with the will to ensure that no one else would ever have to suffer those circumstances, while Kira emerged from it willing to do anything to push herself as far from it as possible. I'm so excited that her story has been continuing and I can't wait to see where it goes next. Oh my god! So true. Yes. Oh my god. And I love that like she explains the difference between Han and Kira and yes. really why why it doesn't work with them. No, it's so like obviously good. they have chemistry, but they wouldn't they wouldn't be able to stay together in the long run, I don't think. No, and I really love that moment where we kind of see a glimpse of that in Crimson Rain, where she knows that she would have ruined Han. Mm-hmm. But like she still loves him and misses him. Cause he would have mm-hmm. he I feel like he would have followed her to the ends of the earth. Oh, definitely. He's but, like a little puppy dog. Exactly. <laughs> but this was the path she was on. And yeah. They she cares enough about him not to want to drag him down with her. Exactly. She wouldn't yeah. want to see him go down the path she's gone down. But I also, she would have never been happy with just being a smuggler's wife, you know? Mm-hmm. She would have never been happy. So, oh, mm-hmm. so good. Okay. This is a really good submission by More Solo Please on Twitter. It's also a good essay. We love to see <laughs> it. Okay. Where to start with Kira? First, she's my favorite Star Wars character. I love her with all my heart. And yes, I definitely think she's underrated. Entertainment Weekly recently published an article which is called the top 100 Star Wars characters ever. And Kira wasn't even mentioned with one word, although she's really special and a unique character in the Star Wars universe. The first time we meet her, she's in love. She's excited and ready for a big adventure. The way she runs with Han through the mean streets of Corellia is just beautiful and electrifying. You can see it all in her eyes, the love, the excitement, but suddenly it changes. Kira and Han are torn apart in the most cruel and heartbreaking way possible. And then she vanishes. When we meet her again, a lot has happened that Han hasn't even this and Han hasn't even the slightest idea, but she won't let him know. Nonetheless, there are unsettling clues indicating Kira's fate, but she carries most of the burden on her shoulders. At the end of Solo, she is another decision, difficult decision to make. To save Han, she has to also leave him behind. And it looks like betrayal. I can't believe how tragic her story is. From the first second, Kira and Han are on the run. This galaxy is such a dark and hopeless place. Behind every corner, there's another monster that wants to harm them. No escape. But she fights. Kira is a fighter and a survivor. She's a true inspiration with all the challenges she faces. Even more precious are those rare moments of joy. Amelia Clark plays Kira with astonishing nuance. It's breathtaking. Her chemistry with Alden is off the charts. She establishes a completely new, ambivalent character with a rich array of emotions in such a short time. I think she did an incredible job portraying Kira as a complex woman. That's one thing I like most about Solo, and the comics carry on with it. I'd give anything to see Amelia playing this part in a live action movie or Disney Plus series. As much as I adore The Last Minutes of Solo, when the full extent of the tragic love story is on full display. I want to see Kira happy and fulfilled again. Her smile is one of the most sincere things in all of Star Wars. And besides that, there are only a few characters that can keep up with her sense of fashion. That's something we all agree on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
Yeah. Oh, that was so good. It's true. And it says it in the most wanted book multiple times. Like she has the best smile. Mm-hmm. It's so genuine. It feels so real. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just want to see her happy. She deserves to be happy. <laughs> and I think it's it's because she's so guarded and she doesn't like being vulnerable that when she does smile, mm-hmm. it makes it even better. It makes it even more real. I was going to bring up that, that scene <laughs> in the movie where her and Han are making out in the closet mm-hmm. and how that's directed by George Lucas, which is so sweet. But <laughs> as I was about to say it, I remembered that George Lucas also directed the scene in Game of Thrones where Daenerys and Jon are making out at the waterfall. <laughs> and like George Lucas has directed two of Amelia Clark's best kissing scenes. And I think that's so funny. <laughs> oh my god he he knows what works for her no really okay. <laughs> and they're both so like whimsical and romantic and just both of them I feel like were really out there for the movies and shows that they were in but they were so sweet mm-hmm. and wholesome and I love that George Lucas slayed that, again that closet scene oh, oh my god it's that so is like sweet the music the most romantic oh Lando's closet that is like my favorite Star Wars track it's ever. so good. Like out of all of them. Oh my but God. That entire scene. Oh, that's one of my favorite parts of the movie. It's just so, oh, the tension. It's so good. <laughs> I, I love Beckett, but I also hate him for interrupting. The <laughs> <laughs> same. <laughs> oh my God. We have a couple audio submissions, which I'm so excited about. Our first audio submission was from a follower and fan of the show, Mike Kennedy. I think it's our only submission from a guy, which is kind of cool. Here we go. Why do I love Kira? Well, that's a loaded question, isn't it? She's coded as a femme fatale, but really she's a unique play on that trope. She's beautiful, intelligent, ambitious, and dangerous, but she's also sensitive and deeply caring for Han. She conceals things from him, but she never really lies to him either. In fact, she straight up tells him that she's done bad things, but do you expect the young and naive Han to care about that? This is the real tragedy of their love story. The trope would suggest that she would have the ultimate betrayal of Han and he would have to kill her to advance his character. But instead, she chooses to let him go in order to protect him from the things that she has gotten wrapped up in. Sure, the title of the film is Solo and Alden Ehrenreich shined as the titular character, but the film-changing choice belonged to the show-stealing Kira. She's a woman in Star Wars who has her own agency, which is huge in itself. Her motivations are shaped by her personal experiences, desires, and internal conflicts. She's a wonderful addition to the Star Wars universe, and it's a shame we haven't seen more of her character outside of recent comics. Please, Lucasfilm, bless us with some more Amelia Clark, and let us see more of the best-dressed character in Star Wars. (laughs) That was so good. Wait. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) slay mike was so good and he's so right like the most important action in that movie was hers no literally her leaving han behind oh my god that is why i feel like that's what most developed his character it wasn't him killing beckett or anything like that it was him being left by kira i completely agree that that's what made him the old grump that we see in a new hope (laughs) for sure That was so good. And also like hit on a lot of points we were just talking about. So Mm -hmm. very nice. Our next and final submission is actually from Lacey, who is a podcaster on the Resistance broadcast. And they are the creators of the Make Solo 2 Happen campaign. So 
they've made a huge wave in the fandom when it comes to Solo. And I'm so, so, so excited that she agreed to be a part of this. It means a lot to me because, I mean, all of us want to make Solo 2 happen. We just heard Michael say it in the last audio (laughs) clip. So, yeah. And if we're able to do a YouTube video, which is the plan about Kira, she gave us a video submission, which was so kind. We love her for that. So here is Lacey. (laughs) Hey, everyone. Lacey here. And I love Kira. Kira is one of the best Star Wars characters for so many reasons. Uh, She's strong. She's intelligent. And she does everything she can to survive in that crazy, crazy galaxy far, far away. I love that she's willing to take care of the people that she loves. And she's tough. She knows Terakasi, and to see her fight is, like, so, so cool. Um, I love her relationship with Han. I think it's one of the most romantic relationships in Star Wars, especially in the newer Star Wars. I feel like it was the definitely the strongest connection emotionally between two characters, and I wanted to see more of it. I think that's why, you know, the Resistance broadcast in our pod is so far behind, so hardly behind make Solo 2 happen, um, which includes Kira, because we want to see more of that story and that adventure. But I also am totally wanting and needing more of just Kira as well. So I would love to see her be a part of a solo series and then branch off to her own underworld series with Maul and, and, you know, all the different crazy things that we've seen so far in the comics. Um, I think one of the other things I really love about her is her wardrobe. I think she looks so beautiful, but strong, feminine, uh, just everything about her costumes are just awesome from when she's a teenager to when she's older. I think my favorite one is definitely the one where she's at the party with Dryden Voss. That black dress is just very, had a very femme fatale James Bond feel to it. Um, And I just, I think it just speaks to who she is. Like she's willing to hold her head high, even though times are hard. Um, And I love that about Star Wars. And I love that about characters like her. It's, it's someone that is always going to, to make the tough decisions because they have to, which means leaving Han behind Um, Because she knows that's going to ultimately save him. And I think that speaks to her. So yeah, I love Kira. And I hope you guys love Kira too. That was so good. I love fans like Lacey because they're really, they're putting in the work to try and get more (laughs) solo. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) No, I'm so glad that she agreed to be on the show. That was, Mm -hmm. that was so good. It's so cool hearing how much she means to everyone. I mean, just becoming mm-hmm. friends with you through Kira has been so awesome. And I know in it's 2018, awesome. yeah, no, sorry, sorry. <laughs> like 2018 through 2020, I I felt very like alone in loving her. I knew people liked her, but I was like, God damn it. She's the best. Why does no one agree yeah. with me? And even just in doing the research for today's episode and gathering all of these submissions, it's made me feel so happy that like, no, I'm not the only one that sees this. People love her. She means something to all these fans. And obviously, so for those of you who don't know, um, 
we were mutuals on Instagram for a while, but we'd never talked, me and Olivia. And then my boyfriend sent one of her tweets to me, not knowing anything about her. She just popped up on his like timeline. I was like, wait, I'm mutuals with her on Instagram and I follow her. <laughs> and like the next day she tweeted about doing a solo day or a Kira day. And I had been planning on doing that, too. And I reached out and I was like, hey, we've been mutuals for a bit. Let's do this. And that was a couple months ago. And we've been talking ever since. And like, I'm so glad we're friends now. Me too. Me too. Oh, my God. I, I didn't know your your boyfriend had just randomly yeah. found me on Twitter. That's so funny. Literally, he's, you tweeted a Kira tweet and he knows how much I love her. So he sent the tweet to me. <laughs> oh, my God. So shout out Jackson. <laughs> and now like we're meeting next week. This is insane. When the episode comes out, we're going to be like a couple days away from meeting, mm-hmm. which is so crazy. And like we wouldn't know each other if it wasn't for Kira. I'm so grateful. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many things. We're weirdly similar. We have like the same at on Twitter, basically. And it's not Kira related. It's Padme related. <laughs> And we have way too many similarities at this yeah, point. We like, grew up like in the emo <laughs> music scene too, which is so funny. <laughs> we have like the same job. We have the same job. <laughs> and we both had a vintage phase. So it's super mm-hmm. weird. But yeah, I am so grateful. Thank you to Hannah and Lacey and Mike and Tori and Jess and Charlotte and our anonymous submission from More Solo, Please. Thank you guys so much for participating. You guys helped make this episode so special. And I know I sounded like a nervous wreck this entire time. It's because I am nervous. I was so excited (laughs) to do this episode that I was just terrified to do it. I've been like anticipating and dreading it at the exact same time. But if you follow us on Twitter, then you saw that Olivia and I are hosting a Kira themed giveaway, which I'm so excited about. So... Mm -hmm. In the giveaway, we're giving a Crimson Rain issue one variant cover comic. We are giving away one of Olivia's Kira for Emperor buttons, which I absolutely love. We're giving away (laughs) the Crimson Dawn temporary tattoo so you can put it on your wrist and look like you got branded as well. We have an art print that we're giving away and one of the special edition Celebration 2019 Kira pins. So look out for that. It's going to be on all of our social media, all the details on how to enter. And then we're announcing the winner after celebration is over. So you have some time if you're listening to this on the 25th. But yeah, happy anniversary to Solo. And we're so glad you guys listened. Thank you so much. Do you have any closing thoughts before we go? Oh, I I just this week has been a lot as a solo fan (laughs) seriously but I I'm just so happy that so many people are coming out with their love for solo and like this podcast the love for Kira I just I really hope someone at Lucasfilm is listening to all of us and they realize that maybe solo wasn't a flop maybe people really do like it right you know (laughs) just that's my that's my one hope but yeah. just being here, talking to you, being friends, it's, it means so much to me. And I hope in the future we can make even more Kira friends. Yes, right. <laughs> we need a little Kira club. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, this has been so fun. Where can the listeners find you? I am on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. 
I think that's it. All under Olivia Amidala. Just, just the one. It's all one word. So if you so choose to follow me, you can follow me there. Um, I, on Twitter, I pretty much just scream about Solo usually. <laughs> <laughs> on Instagram, I do a lot of like Disney bounds and stuff. And then TikTok, it's more screaming. So yeah. <laughs> I love it. You make the best content and your Instagram Thank is you. a slapper. So everyone should go cool. follow. Thank you. If you don't know, I am also on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram under Maddie underscore Amadala. Very similar, but not one word. <laughs> and I have another podcast called The Windsor Film Club, where you can hear me and my friends talk about underrated movies. And you can find this podcast social media at Night Sisters Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you so much for being on here. This has been such a joy. I can't wait to interview you later on. Just more about your experience in the fandom, but... <laughs> I can't wait to be on again. <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh. Thank you so much. Happy solo day, everybody. Have a good night. Yes, happy solo day. Bye. <laughs> Bye.